The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. We got you till 2 o'clock Eastern recapping the week in the NFL from a fantasy perspective. Of course, we also have a game tonight, as Chris mentioned, Monday Night Football, Chicago Bears, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's where we'll begin. This line looked about six most of the week. It's up to seven as the Steelers are favored tonight in Monday Night Football. David Montgomery expected to return after missing a month. Major League Baseball free agency begins today. No signings as of yet. We'll certainly keep an eye out on that. Over the weekend, the qualifying offers were given out by the Major League teams. And Clayton Kershaw did not get one from the Los Angeles Dodgers. J.D. Martinez also this weekend decided not to opt out. Bit of a surprise. He'll stay with the Red Sox, make his $20 million next year, and not head to free agency. And Kyle Larson wins uh, the NASCAR Cup Series uh, one year after suspension. So congratulations to him. No question tonight. We'll be paying close attention to the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, who had... A great game his last time out, throwing for 100, rushing for 100. Not many have the opportunity to do that. He'll have his work cut out for him tonight against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was asked uh, why uh, the last game was the turning point for him. I think I'd have a pretty good game, but, yeah, I, I would say it was my uh, best game. What, what made it that way for you? Uh, uh, what made it my best game? guess the performance I don't, I don't know I mean everybody saw the game I'm guessing I was here so uh, just completing the ball being more decisive uh, stuff like that how do you quantify that progress you feel like you're making but not winning the game um I mean yeah just try to control everything that I can control and you know uh, put my team in the best position that I can for us to win the game so um I mean, you know, sometimes you're going to come out uh, not the way you want it to, but you just got to go back and keep doing the same thing. To, uh, come. Well, we'll see tonight, Davis, what Justin Fields has. It's a big primetime game, of course, for him, coming off, you know, arguably his best game as a professional, maybe the best we've seen him play since he was at Ohio State. That is definitely for sure. Montgomery also back in this game tonight, so that changes the running back equation with Chicago as well. And we sort of know who Pittsburgh is at this point. And the main player is Najee Harris, Ben Roethlisberger, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and hopefully not Pat Fryermuth. Uh, how do you see this game playing out tonight? Look at, at seven points in a 39 total game. I, I do, I do probably, I do probably feel like you, you'd want to be on, on the bear side because I just get very hard for Pittsburgh to score a ton of points. By the way, that, that little audio you just played there, I had not I had not heard that yet. Didn't it feel like what Fields wanted to say is uh, Matt Nagy was out with COVID for the entire week and wasn't on the sideline, and that's why I played so well because I didn't have to deal with him in my ear telling me that I'm not any good and that I shouldn't break the pocket and that I shouldn't be rolling out so much like that 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 is the way that that audio played to me and you know of course that that's definitely reading in to what he said but I I personally would would choose to believe that Matt Nagy being not even not even not being on the sideline but not being in the building for an entire week before Justin Fields best performance I I would feel like there's a pretty pretty heavy correlation there is he back tonight coaching? I, I, didn't, I don't even know. Is he back tonight coaching against Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah he's he's back. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and David Montgomery is going to be back for the Chicago Bears. This is just, uh, you know, we talk about apple picking weekends. This is a great, you know, to turn on a movie. Uh, the fourth season of Yellowstone is out. 
uh, you know, we got, you got, you got uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Do, do something nice uh, with, with your partner tonight. They're, they're really, uh, unless you're, unless you were in Craig and I's profession, I, I can't come up with a great reason to need to be watching a game between the Chicago Bears and the Pittsburgh Steelers with a, a total of 39. And this is like a Big Ten game. Yeah, I got a little league tonight, so that game probably will have more runs scored, I'm guessing, between these two teams. Uh, seeing rumors of possibilities, Davis, of Ben Simmons maybe finally on the way out of Philadelphia. We're hearing now about, of course, Joel Embiid maybe being out for a week with COVID protocols. Uh, maybe they've found a, a home for Simmons finally. Certainly got to get something for him and move him on so he can get on with it and so can Philly. Uh, yeah, so I, I heard this rumor as well, but all of the proposed trades don't make any sense to me from Philadelphia's perspective in terms of the player they would be getting back. And look, Daryl Morey is smart, man. Daryl Morey knows that this is a premium asset and he knows that if he messes this trade up, it's going to set Philadelphia's, you know, title contention back years because they, they spent a number one overall pick on Ben Simmons. We, we, can, we can poke holes in Ben Simmons' game all we want. He is an added value player on the court. It's just kind of bad luck for the Philadelphia 76ers that a player of Simmons' caliber was there at the number one overall pick and that his skill set really does not fit with their superstar player. Like in a, in a perfect world, in a fantasy basketball league, you could trade Ben Simmons for a very similar player or a very similar value player, but a guy who mm-hmm. is, is a stylistic better fit. And it's just kind of bad luck. I don't think Daryl Morey will sell Ben Simmons cheap. I think he will find a way to get added value onto their roster when eventually they do trade him. Well, Philadelphia plays tonight against the New York Knicks. We'll see how that goes. I'll be keeping an eye on the Miami Heat tonight as they travel to Denver to take on the Nuggets. Good games tonight in the NBA here on this Monday night. All right, coming up next, time to hit our late games in the NFL, we'll tackle the Chiefs and Packers coming up, and then the Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers. We're breaking it all down for you from a fantasy perspective here on this Monday, and also, of course, discussing everything happening in the world of sports. We've got fantasy and reality coming up a little bit later. We'll touch on Clayton Kershaw's future in Los Angeles. Stay on the grid. Plenty more to come. Great, great. The Sports Grid Radio Network presents This Date in Sports History. Not only will uh, Tom Dempsey hits this one, he's got a very slight win at his back. He'll set a National Football League record in addition to winning the game. 1970, Tom Dempsey of the Saints kicks a then-NFL record 63-yard field goal. It's good! I don't believe it! The field goal attempt was good from 63 yards away! For Sports Grid Radio, I'm Mike Demurgis. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's get to the pain. <laughs> Kansas City and Green Bay. Watching this game on Sunday, I just don't know what where things have gone wrong for Kansas City. Looked like the best team in the NFL the last two years. Patrick Mahomes, maybe the greatest quarterback in the discussion of all time. 
my gosh, we got to slow down on that one after seeing the Chiefs play this this uh, this year. Mahomes yesterday, 166 passing yards and like 30 on the last play of the game and a touchdown. Daryl Williams, 70 rushing yards, three receptions, seven yards. Tyreek Hill, non-factor, four receptions, 37 yards. And then Travis Kelsey had a good day. Five receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. You'll definitely take that. Of course, the big story of the week in the NFL was no Aaron Rodgers for Green Bay. It was the debut of Jordan Love. And, uh, yeah, it did not really go that well. 19 of 34, 190 passing yards, 23 rushing yards. He did throw a late touchdown uh, to Alan Lazard, who the defender just, like, fell down, and then he ran in the end zone. A.J. Dillon, 46 yeah. what, what defender? Yards. What defender do you think that was, Craig? I don't know. 49? Is that the guy's number? <laughs> Sorensen. Yeah, he's it's not the good. guy. Yeah, that's 49. A.J. Dillon, 46 rushing yards, four receptions, 44 yards. Devontae Adams looked so upset during that game. I don't think I've ever seen him react like that. And then Alan Lazard had that touchdown. So, look, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back eventually, whether it's this week or next week. And Green Bay is going to get to the NFC Championship and lose. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen with them. But what is going to happen with the Chiefs, man? Like. I mean, I, I'm done saying, like, this is the week. Like, I said it against the Giants. It didn't happen. said it this week. I mean, the Packers' defense is good, Davis, but I'm convinced Kansas City should have at least scored five touchdowns in this game. At least. I mean, how many times did they get the ball? Uh, I mean, they were you're, – you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they were terrible. They are they, – they cannot do anything on offense. Um, yesterday was the, the lowest amount of YPA – that Patrick Mahomes has ever had in a game. 37 passing attempts, 166 yards, 19 rushes for Daryl Williams, 70 yards, two rushes for minus two yards for Mahomes. I mean, probably, you you know things are bleak in Kansas City when their best play of the game on offense was Patrick Mahomes scrambling and completing a 13-yard pass to Tyreek Hill, something that would have been, you know, basically... Uh, just just fade a complete a year ago, right? Oh, third down, game's on the line. You know Mahomes is going to make something happen and complete a pass to Tyreek or to Travis Kelsey, and they'll move the sticks and they'll close the game out. And and instead, it felt like they were hanging on to a very tenuous lead. And you know if Rodgers was quarterbacking this game for the the Green Bay Packers, I mean what they win by fifteen, they win by twenty. They I mean they have no problem against this defense. The Chiefs offense would not have been able to get anything going. It just it every everyone is bad, right? I mean I Ty, Tyreek looks fine. You know, nothing wrong with Tyreek, but the, the deep balls that were a staple of the Kansas City offense, Tyreek got free on one. Mahomes overthrew him. That was really the only deep shot they took in the entire game. Hardman had a couple horrible drops, one on third down and three in the fourth quarter uh, that that probably would have helped Kansas City keep that shutout and just just awful all around. I mean, just you, you got to start Kelsey. You got to start Hill. If you have Mahomes in your league, you're starting him. But for DFS purposes, all these guys feel feel brutal right now. Luckily, they are not on the main slate for DFS next week. And then there's literally nothing to learn from the Green Bay Packers in this game. I mean, J- Jordan Love was, uh, he was not just bad. He was like, I'm not sure that this guy is going to make it to the end of his rookie contract in, in Green Bay bad because how, how, how could they sell their fans on, let's say they have to trade Rodgers, right? At the end of the season, Rodgers right. says, look, don't yeah. care. You know, don't, if, I don't care if you find me. I don't care if you don't pay me. I will not play another down for the Green Bay Packers. How do you go into the season with Jordan Love? I, I do not think you can. I mean, because it's not like this is not a rookie making his first start, right? He's been in the league for for, for a, a season and a half now. He's had a chance to learn, and he just looked completely lost. And even more telling, they gave him the undrafted free agent quarterback game plan where it was like they just wanted to run. They ran on first down. They ran on second down. And on third down, they threw behind the sticks. It was It was a total – I mean, both teams were a mess, really. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand why Aaron Rodgers wants to leave Green Bay, and I would never understand them handing over the reins to Jordan Love. I, I think there's a zero chance of that happening, and I think Josh Rosen looked better than Jordan Love <laughs> for the course of his NFL career. So, hey, listen, there's busted draft picks. It happens. You know, Paxton Lynch, you know, like, is, is Jordan Love any better than that guy? That guy's done. He's not even playing. So, Packers will have to get straight and get a new – I mean, why this whole thing has to happen, I just – 
simply don't even understand. Okay, let's go over to Arizona. Very impressed with them. I thought this was their biggest win of the season, even though it was the 49ers, because Colt McCoy executed a wonderful game plan. A lot of dump-off passes, short passes, and San Francisco couldn't tackle anyone. 22 of 26, 249 passing yards, 23 rushing yards, and one touchdown. James Conner, probably the best fantasy day of anybody in the NFL. Had to be. He had 96 rushing yards, five receptions, 77 yards, and three touchdowns yesterday. What a surprise he has been. Eno Benjamin scored a touchdown. No one tackled him yesterday either. 39 yards and a score. And then Christian Kirk got about 16 fantasy points yesterday. So good day for him as well. Now, on the side of the San Francisco 49ers, disappointing first half. Some of it was made up in the second half. Jimmy Garoppolo was 28 of 40, 326 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. A lot of comeback stuff happening with him. Elijah Mitchell, 36 on the ground, five receptions, 43 yards. He's clearly the number one running back in San Francisco. No one is even on the map there. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had a nice game, but also a huge, huge turnover. Six for 89 and a score. George Kittle comes back, also fumbled early on in this one, but Kittle showing why he's one of the best tight ends. Six receptions, 101 receiving yards and a touchdown. And, uh, and Debo Samuel, his quietest game of the season, it was still pretty good. Debo, I'm not concerned at all, uh, really, about him. Although Ayuk started to look a little bit better. But I got to give props to Arizona Davis. I just didn't see them once it was announced that Murray was out. Save DeAndre Hopkins. But once Murray was out, my gosh, I, I got to give the coaching credit to, uh, to Arizona. Although, again, San Francisco turned the ball over a ton of times, too. But you still have to score. Arizona did it every time the, the 49ers made a mistake. Arizona went in and scored a touchdown. You got to call it what it is. Yeah, huge game for James Conner. Not not only did DeAndre Hopkins play, but A.J. Green also did not play, which led to um, Rondell Moore playing starter snaps for the first time in his career. He played 81% of the snaps, though he has this – is, this is true. He has a 1.2 ADOT. No one else in the NFL – is under five. Cole Beasley is second lowest at, I think, 5.28. They're, they're basically handing the ball off to Rondell Moore. But it was nice. Uh, it was nice to see that uh, that Cliff Kingsbury, you know, didn't try to jam in uh, Andy Isabella or, or Antoine Wesley. Wesley played 77% of the snaps, but right. only four snaps for Greg Dortch, seven snaps for Isabella. Uh, they played more two tight end stuff here with Colt McCoy at quarterback. You know, uh, Ertz played a ton. 80% percent snapshot. Mm-hmm. My my biggest takeaway here is Eli Mitchell is the 49ers running back. There's no Shanahan games. They they actually activated Jeff Wilson Jr. off the physically unable to perform list a week early. He was active, didn't record a touch, but Trey Sermon was still a healthy scratch. Jamichael Hasty again played third downs here. He he banged up his ankle, came out, and then came back in. But five targets was the the season high for Elijah Mitchell. So if you were one of those people that spent a bunch of fab on Elijah Mitchell in week one, I think you have to feel like you are in pretty safe hands with him. And Ayuk is now going to be a startable player in fantasy, I think. Yeah, he looks good. I look, and at this point, we're trending toward the end of the season, saying that James Conner, regardless of talent, ended up as one of the best picks at running back in fantasy football this season. I mean, it's just true. The guy scores every single week. They get pass interference in the end zone. Connor comes in on the one. He's he's running backwards. It looks like he's running backwards half the time. He's like his back is to the goal line, and he just like falls in the end zone. I mean, he's at eight weeks in a row of, of scoring touchdowns. I mean, uh, Connor's been great for fantasy. I don't know what he'll be in the future, but obviously not having Edmonds too just even boost Connor's value a little bit more. All right, coming up next, time for us to dive back into our capsules. We'll discuss the Chargers and Eagles next. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. So, does your vanilla ice cream taste like plastic? What? Or is that plastic that tastes like vanilla ice cream? As it turns out, the demand for vanilla flavoring far exceeds the world supply of vanilla beans. Most vanilla flavoring is made from fossil fuels, specifically... Coal tar! Not bad enough for you? Now, Scottish researchers are creating vanilla flavoring by cooking recycled plastic bottles in a soup of genetically engineered E. coli bacteria and acid. Cook that for a day at basically human body temperature, and yes, you get an almost limitless supply of vanilla flavoring. On second thought, 
I think I'll have the chocolate. <laughs> Follow me at Chicapalvo on Twitter and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Of course, the Chargers having a nice fantasy season, so we're going to break them down. And lesson to the wise, Davis, in sports betting, Rule 101. Chargers is a big favorite. Don't ever do it. Just don't do it. Just ignore it. Go away from it. Bet the other side. Uh, Chargers is a little slight favorite or a dog. Entertain it. We can talk about that. But never is a big favorite. They're going to let you down. Here in this situation, they went from probably about like a two-point favorite almost to pick them against the Philadelphia Eagles and needed a field goal at the end of the game to win. And, of course, they did come through for people who backed the uh, Chargers. Justin Herbert, a great fantasy day for him. Also looked really good, I thought, yesterday. 32 of 38, 356 passing yards, three touchdowns, and one very big rushing touchdown. So big winner in DFS yesterday for Herbert. Austin Eckler, very quiet, 59 rushing yards, three receptions, 23 yards. Keenan Allen, a target monster yesterday, 12 receptions, 104 yards. Donald Parham Jr., another touchdown for him. He's going to end up with five or six of those this year. Three receptions, 39 yards, and a touchdown. Steven Anderson, I'd never heard his name until I saw him catch a touchdown yesterday. Four receptions, 39 yards, and a touchdown. Most importantly for Justin Herbert, when he does not get pressured, this guy looks like the best quarterback in the NFL. No sacks for Philly yesterday, which Herbert said was key. Well, I think it's huge, and, and kind of like I mentioned, we had a great protection plan. Those guys, you know, Storm, Corey, Matt, Rashawn, all those guys, they did a great job blocking me, and even Sko. Uh, and, and so when we're able to run the ball and, and throw the ball and have enough time uh, to get the guys on the outside of the ball, Keenan, Mike, Jared, all those guys, they make plays. So it makes our offense a lot easier. For Philadelphia, uh, you know, certainly a good effort, and, and Davis probably doesn't want to hear this, but Jalen Hurts is playing a lot better. I know the fantasy numbers are not there, but this guy yeah, looks I hate much it. better the last few weeks. He looks good. 11 of 17 yesterday, 162 passing yards, 62 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jordan Howard is definitely a big part of this offense. 71 rushing yards and a score. Kenneth Gainwell got in the end zone, so my Boston Scott was a bust yesterday, but the key – I think stat here has to be Devonta Smith, five receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. Hertz was targeting him a ton. Uh, Chargers go into Philadelphia and they basically play toe to toe for the entire game. Uh, the enti- and, and Davis in the end, the Chargers went for some fourth downs. They got some, they didn't get some, uh, but I have been more impressed with the way that Hertz is playing. I know it hurts his fantasy numbers, but I'm starting to become more bullish again on him overall. Yeah, I mean, uh, so this game did start out with a literal 99-yard drive by the Los Angeles Chargers where they ran 14 plays and they came away with no points. So anytime you basically spend a quarter of the game gaining all these yards, you know, getting all these fourth downs and don't get any points, that is going to swing the balance. But I thought this was a, a fantastic game plan 
by Nick Sirianni and the Eagles coaching staff. 10 rushes for Hertz, 17 rushes for Jordan Howard, 10 for Boston Scott. Really low volume offensive game. Uh, you know, keeps your keeps your defense off the field, keeps Jalen Hurts from having to drop back, you know, 30 plus times, which maybe Jalen Hurts gets there eventually. Uh, but the, as we have noted on this show, he is a good thrower, but not a great thrower. And he's not particularly accurate. And he's really not accurate when he's pressured, you know. Uh, and one thing I did see him do yesterday was he did a better job of not, you know, feeling the pressure and then immediately bailing from the pocket and trying to find some rushing yards. In particular, the touchdown pass that he threw to Devonta Smith. He stood in the pocket. It collapsed around him a little bit. But, you know, he just knew, like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get sacked here. I'm going to stand, and I'm going to deliver the throw. Gets it to Devonta Smith. He he shakes off a defender and scores. This this Jordan Howard thing, though, is really bizarre because I, I would have I, I anticipated, you know, Boston Scott being the clear lead rusher. Um, and, and but the – but Jordan Howard, you know, coming off the practice squad looks really good. 12 carries, 17 carries the last two games, only 10 for Boston Scott. No running backs were targeted in this game, which is another weird thing from the Eagles offense. But I do not, I do not understand how Kenneth Gainwell went from being basically in a 50-50 timeshare with Miles Sanders to the third, like, forgotten guy behind Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Just one of those very weird fantasy stories. And uh Mike Williams really slowing down for the Chargers. Um, you know, he's had yeah. he's had four straight games now with under a 15% target share. Huge game for Keenan Allen, only two for 58 for Mike Williams. So maybe a little bit of a of a false bull signal to start the year for Mike Williams. And now he's kind of just the guy he's always been. Yeah, a, a lot of the Miami people here, Davis, are reminded uh, yesterday, I noticed, of Jordan Howard was the Dolphins' starting running back at the beginning of last year and was cut. And he was, know, like just, he was awful. He was awful. He was awful. He was awful. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's sort of bizarre. And maybe, and maybe it does tell you it's all about the offensive line because how do you explain Howard doing what he's doing now? It's, and, and he looks pretty good right now with, with Philadelphia, too. Okay, last night's game was one that you thought would go one way, but immediately after the first, what, 30 minutes of the game, you thought, oh boy, like <laughs> Tennessee's going to win this game. Just strange, strange outcome yesterday too. Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans against uh, Matthew Stafford of the Rams. Let's take a look at the Titans. Tannehill was 19 of 27, 143 passing yards, but uh, Tannehill always finding a way into the end zone. They couldn't get in on first down, second down, third down, fourth down. Tannehill runs it in. Adrian Peterson also got a score late in the game. I, I did not think he looked particularly good, but he did score. A.J. Brown, five for 42. And then Jeff Swain ended up catching four balls, 29 yards, and one touchdown. So the disappointment was definitely on the side of the Rams because even I, I suppose it was okay for the receivers in garbage time. I guess that's the best way I could put it. Stafford was 294 through the air, made some really big mistakes, two interceptions, one touchdown. Daryl Henderson was very active early and then not late. Uh, Cooper cup, 11 receptions, 95 yards, Robert Woods, seven catches for 98 yards. I guess the outcome Davis was the most surprising uh, thing here. And it really was just the Rams making mistakes that, that sort of led to the Titans win, I guess. I mean, I was watching in and out of this game. Well, I uh, I did not watch very much of this game because I, I, I think it was on the Titans' second drive. They threw a screen pass to Adrian Peterson. And I said, you know what? I've watched enough football today. That's just about enough for me. Like watching 36-year-old Adrian Peterson rumble his way out into, into the flat to catch a screen pass and gain four yards. That was uh, that was about enough for me. But, I mean, yesterday was Stafford's worst game of the season by a mile. He had not been sacked more than two times in any game. He got sacked five times, lost 41 yards on those sack attempts. He'd not thrown multiple interceptions in any game this season. He threw two yesterday um so just a, a, I mean, you know a, a bad day at the office for matthew stafford cooper cup still finds a way to kind of you know get there from a, a fantasy football context he had 13 targets 11 receptions 95 yards robert woods seven for 98 uh and then and then basically they they threw the they threw the red flag in the fourth quarter and they brought in Sony Michelle. They said, you know what, Daryl Henderson, you've already been banged up twice this year. This game is pretty much out of reach. We'll go ahead and, and throw Sony in this game. Uh, the other fantasy relevant thing to discuss here is the Titans' backfield with no Derrick Henry. 
McNichols led the way in snaps. Um, Peterson led in carries, 10 carries for 21 yards, scores a one-yard touchdown. McNichols, seven for 24 as a rusher, three targets, three receptions. But Donta Foreman, five rushes for 29 yards. To me, uh, again, a very amateur observer, he looked uh, a little bit better and a little bit fresher than Adrian Peterson. And, and, you know, if this is the role that they all play, where they're all, you know, all of these guys are getting snaps, none of them are going to be particularly usable for fantasy. But I, I don't know. I just, I, and I think we talked about this last week. I just, 36-year-old Adrian Peterson, I just don't know how much tread is left on that tires. And Foreman, uh, you know, just seems like the more natural replacement for the Henry-style rusher for me. And it, and it may happen over time. It's it's just hard to see at this point. You know what's interesting? I know tomorrow you'll you'll be off. I'll be here with George. I did not come out of this week thinking we we're going to have a lot of fun waiver wire to talk about Tuesday and Wednesday, unless I'm missing something. Like I, as we just basically reviewed every game and every stat. Like, I mean, I, I guess Zacchaeus is going to be added again in some leagues because Ridley's out, right? Like, I mean, I didn't. I don't. I'm trying to think about like compelling running back fill-ins or compelling wide receiver fill-ins was was there anything that i missed that we haven't talked about like who, who's the hot ass no it's 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 a really it's a really brutal week um so so damian harris and ramondre stevenson both uh uh were both left the game at, at one point for the patriots so maybe brandon bolden or jj mm-hmm. taylor uh if if any ravens running back you know if freeman or bell Bell scored the rushing touchdown if either of them are out there in your leagues. Uh, Logan Thomas is coming back from that, uh, that, that lower body injury. He's been out for, I think, five weeks now. So he was probably dropped in a fair number of leagues. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Cleveland Browns looking you know, more than capable of replacing Odell Beckham. It was so long ago now, but Elijah Moore did have that two-touchdown game right. on, uh, on, on yeah. Thursday night. But it's it's you you are you are one hundred percent correct that last week was really interesting on the waiver wire. We had all these different teams with the backfield shuffle. We had some interesting names at wide receiver, and now this week it's like, well, I kind of hope that guy was dropped in my league a couple weeks ago because there's not really anyone all that interesting out there. Yeah, I mean, maybe Ayuk was dropped in somebody's league after last week. Maybe as a possibility of a pickup for sure. All right. Uh, and by the way, as I just mentioned, so uh, setting you up for the rest of the week here on Fantasy Sports today, uh, Davis will take a day off tomorrow. I'll be here with George Kurtz. Then I'll be off Wednesday. Davis will be in with George. And then, of course, uh, Davis will be back Thursday with me. And we will preview the Thursday night football game between the Miami Dolphins and Baltimore Ravens right here in my backyard. I believe Tua is going to play in that game, at least based on most of the discussion. Also later this week, the uh, president of baseball operations, the Atlanta Braves, Alex Anthopoulos, World Series champion, will join us here on Fantasy Sports Today. Excited to get that done for you as well. Coming up next, fantasy or reality? We'll talk about Deshaun Jackson signing with the Raiders. Clayton Kershaw, is he done in L.A.? We'll hit on that next. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. For those of you who are on Twitter, make sure you are following us. Two different locations, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. For the latest on everything that we're talking about, 18 hours of live programming, of course you can't catch it all, so head on over to Twitter and follow us there and catch our clips, news information, picks against the spread, and of course, fantasy content right here on uh, social media. So we get Word Davis today, and I know I'm not going to see you tomorrow, so by Wednesday we'll have probably more of uh, uh, more clarity on this, but uh, Russell Wilson will be on the field this coming Sunday for the Seattle Seahawks as they return to take on the Green Bay Packers. When I am seeing you on Wednesday, or I'm sorry, Thursday of this week, we'll have some clarity. Do you think we'll be seeing Aaron Rodgers back for the Green Bay Packers to face off against Russell Wilson this week? Well, it's it's hard to say. So on on the Pat McAfee show, uh, what what he said was that you know originally he was really not feeling good uh, with with his symptomatic COVID thing, and then he he you know did uh, I don't know like eating clay or whatever it is that uh, his his girlfriend had prescribed him, and and said that he was feeling better. But the way that the NFL rules are exist for non vaccinated players who are symptomatic is that they have to be symptom free for i believe 10 days is the ruling and for for vaccinated players it's simply two negative tests within 48 hours so that's a huge discrepancy right two days versus 10 days for a vaccinated versus unvaccinated player so it seems like probably 50 50 at this point that uh, that rogers will be playing and and maybe it happened uh you know early enough in the week that it ends up not being a big deal so i will i will say uh, and, and right now, the line would suggest that Rodgers is playing on the FanDuel yeah. Sportsbook. The Packers are minus four points. So I'll, I'll say he's like minus 120 to be playing for the Packers this Sunday. Yeah, if I go even higher, feels about right. And of course, loves the drama. So we'll have that going into Sunday's game as well. All right, let's find out about some more drama. Let's turn it over to Brett Levy. He's got today's fantasy or reality. <laughs> All right, and we're starting off today with the NFL. Deshaun Jackson was the first waived wide receiver to sign Odell Beckham. Still out there. We should have more clarity on that this week. But Deshaun Jackson signed with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders over the weekend, Davis. So we have to ask, Deshaun Jackson will have fantasy value with the Raiders? Is this a fantasy or reality? I think that uh, this this is most likely to be a fantasy. So the uh, the Raiders right now, uh, I mean, they've been a decent passing volume offense. They've thrown 312 passes, but the way they distribute their targets, I don't know if it if it leads a ton of volume for for anyone else. So Waller has 64 targets in seven games. Renfro has 60 targets. Then you have you know a bunch of guys. Rugs not on the team. Edwards, uh, you know, and Drake all have between 30 and 36 targets. So I guess if you were wanting to be bullish, you could say that he just vacates the snaps that Ruggs had been playing and that he avails himself as a deep target. The The question I would have is, is Deshaun Jackson at, I believe he's 34? Like, can he still run all those go routes 40 times a game, you know, is he, is he capable of running 40 routes a game? And maybe he will be capable of doing it for like three or four weeks, but then his body will start to break down, which is, which is what has happened every year of Deshaun Jackson's career for the last four years is he has like one or two good games and then he gets hurt and and we don't see him anymore. So ultimately I will say that this is a fantasy Deshaun Jackson will not have fantasy value with the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, it's interesting for me. I was thinking about this a lot uh, this weekend, not just with Deshaun Jackson, but also with Odell Beckham. So, look, I, I obviously am a baseball first uh, person reporting and, and doing everything that I do. And, and I think, it, it, you know, look, I'm very clear that football drives every bus in this country. It's the most popular sport in the country by far. But what doesn't happen in football happens in the other sports. And I think that's why stories like this 
show up on shows like ours, which is simply put, you recognize a name and they're going somewhere else, which happens in baseball and it happens in basketball and it happens in football in season. It just does not happen in the NFL. And so we just like gravitate to these stories. Oh my gosh, Deshaun Jackson. Oh my gosh, Odell Beckham Jr. Holy cow. It's Adrian Peterson. But the end result, Josh Gordon, in the in the end result, it almost never means anything. And the same thing with Beckham. Like, I don't get this thing at all. Cleveland is better probably without him. I just don't think he's good anymore. This is fantasy. I think that Davis laid it out pretty well. Jackson's going to catch a touchdown probably or an 80-yard pass probably. He's going to take one huge hit, and that's going to be it. We're not going to see him anymore. So fantasy, there's, it's just, there's nothing to it. But I get the fascination with it. Just because simply put, we don't get trades in the NFL in general, and these big names don't go anywhere. And then when it happens, everybody jumps up and down like it's going to be a thing, and it almost never is. So fantasy for me. All right. Our next question, Craig, with baseball free agency starting up today, we had to go to the diamond and turn to the Dodgers, who did not extend a qualifying offer to Clayton Kershaw over the weekend. So, Craig, we got to ask, Clayton Kershaw has pitched his final game for the Dodgers, is this a fantasy or reality? This is the big talking point right now in baseball because we're going to be waiting on free agency for a bit here, I, I would guess. Um, you would have to consider a number of factors here. Number one, the Dodgers in general are very smart. Okay, You have to factor that into this conversation. The second part is that Kershaw's injury, essentially, Davis, is a mystery. No one is entirely sure exactly what is wrong with him. Some people think maybe it's elbow. Again, that could lead to Tommy John. Some people think it's a flexor strain, which is, uh, you know, Davis, that's a six-month injury too. There is some notion that wherever Kershaw signs, it's definitely going to affect his 2021 season, meaning you almost may have to do a two-year deal to get anything out of him with the possibility that this ends up being a Verlander situation where he ends up missing a year. I'm going to say fantasy. I'm going to hope that cooler heads prevail here and that uh, the Dodgers go to Kershaw and Kershaw goes back to the Dodgers and says, hey, look, let's extend this out two years. We'll give you, I don't know, 16 million, 17 million. You can end up calling it kind of like how Wainwright did with St. Louis just kept coming back on those one year deals. But this uh, denial of the qualifying offer, Davis, has to tell you that the injury is serious with what he has a lot more serious than has been going on. Cause this is just very easy for the Dodgers just to say, okay, no problem. We'll keep you. And they chose not to, and they're pretty smart. So uh, I'm going to say he is back, but you know, honestly, I'm hoping that more than I know it to be reality. I am. I am hoping for it to be true as well. It would just be wrong. I feel like to see, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw in a Cincinnati Reds Jersey or, or if he's really hurt, you know, the New York Mets jersey, because they it would just be it would be extremely, extremely New York Mets for them to take a look at at Clayton Kershaw's scans and MRIs and stuff and be like, oh yeah, no, let's let's pay this guy. And then he signs with them and he makes one start, gives up three home runs, and then we never see Clayton Kershaw ever again. Uh you you definitely are right though. The Dodgers have the most information and they probably feel like um, they can get him on a better deal. Cause again, you know, the money is not really an object to the Dodgers. Like they don't care. They'll, they'll spend whatever money is required, but I, it, it's like, um, uh, Madison, Madison Bumgarner pitching in, uh, an Arizona Diamondbacks jersey. Like that was just wrong. Like, I didn't want to see that. I, he should have, he should have stayed with the giants to, to end his career. Like, uh, you know, Emmett Smith in an Arizona Cardinals jersey, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon in a Toronto Raptors jersey. Like, they, who are these? These memories are not for anyone. Like, just Dodgers, find find a way to work this out. Pay him the money um, that he needs because I, I can't, I just, like, I cannot handle Clayton Kershaw, the New York Metropolitan. Yeah, he's from, uh, you know, Texas, and the Rangers are rumored to be interested in signing a bunch of guys. I mean, Put that put that jersey on Kershaw right now in your mind. You don't want to see that, that's for sure. So uh, hopefully Dodgers end up keeping him. But I think it's going to have to be two years. I don't, I, Davis. I think it's a serious injury. I don't think the Dodgers would have done this if it wasn't. So, all right, Brett, let's close it out. All right. Well, yesterday we had the New York City Marathon. Uh, a lot of people I knew personally were running it, so I thought it was a good time to ask. And Davis, we'll start with you. You have run any kind of marathon. Is this a fantasy or reality? Half marathon, quarter marathon, uh, 
full marathon, any marathon. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a, a fantasy. I I've done like a, you know, the Thanksgiving day 5k or whatever with, uh, with my, uh, with my partner's family, like, sure. But I, I really hate running. I, I love going to the gym. I, I go to the gym every single day. Uh, but I, I don't like running because it is the, the, the activity at the gym that you can distract yourself mentally the least because you can't really be on your phone. You can't really be, you know, sending emails or, or, or fiddling with stuff because your, your, your body is literally moving too much. Um, so I, I am a, I'm a Stairmaster guy because you can, you get, it, it's great uh, lower body exercise. You, you really, you get your heart rate up in that 140, 150 zone really easily, but you can still be, you know, messing around on your phone. You can watch something on the iPad, but the, the running, your, your, your body and like literally your face are, is just moving too much to be able to focus on anything. So I, I am not a runner, Craig. All right. So, uh, yeah, I have never run in a marathon before of any kind. I was trying to think over the course of, of life here, you know, pushing 50 years old, if I had ever done this and no, I mean, the, the answer is not, but, but, uh, contrary to Davis, uh, just to take you behind the curtain here, uh, every single day, right before this show from, and I'm really all about schedule. Uh, so it's usually probably, I would say from about 1030 to 11 Eastern every day or 1045 to 1115. I am running every day for 30 minutes or, or running or fast walking inclined uh, treadmill every single day. So, uh, and, and I don't mind it and I'm popping on YouTube and looking at the NBA highlights from the last night. Cause I know I got to talk about it today, or I'm looking at different videos of people talking about different things or sports cards or whatever it is. So I am very much in on, on running and walking for sure. But for whatever reason, I just have never, I've never done this before. So Brett, this came up for you. Why, why does this come up on, on our, uh, on our fantasy reality today, Brett? New York marathon. Yeah, the New York City Marathon was over the weekend, Craig, and um, yeah, I had my cousin run. Uh, we had a good friend running it, uh, so we were we were all over New York City yesterday. My fiance and I supporting our friends and family running the New York City Marathon. Anything uh, Anything else happened fun there, Brett, while you were doing the marathon, or it just was marathon and go home? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I brought my laptop to the bar so I could get our, uh, show ready, but, uh, I may have been at the bar for quite a few hours celebrating with all our friends. It's a big thing, I guess, after marathons to end up at a bar. So, uh, a lot of runners that I knew threw little parties, uh, to celebrate running 26.2 miles. All right. Well, uh, Brett, you made it on the show here. A little haggard with the. Are you doing the winter beard here? I'm noticing here. It feels feels like like the thickness is really coming in strong here. Here, getting getting cold there. Who's got the, the time? <laughs> really. All right. Um, where are we going? Okay. Sports Grid sixty is is coming up next here on the show, and then we'll wrap it up here for this Monday, November the eighth, two thousand and twenty one. So stay with us on the grid. One final thought. And then we send you off to Monday Night Football and a little in-game live coming up later. We'll be back on FST. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, says Sam Darnold is going for an MRI on his throwing shoulder. Who knows how serious that is, but uh, in all likelihood, non-committal at the starting quarterback for him this week. I think we'll probably see a change. Okay, as we wrap it up here on this Monday, let's turn it over to Davis Maddock. He's got the Sports Grid at 60. Well, I don't have anything sports related today, but I do have a, a good little anecdote. So I have uh, I have two dogs. One is a, a normal dog with four legs, and one dog only has three legs. She she had to have one of her legs removed, and I, I let them out before we do the show. I let them out in the backyard, let them hang out, get some sun, do their thing. And I, I went to go bring them back in right before we started the show. And the three-legged dog, Craig, has found a way to dig holes in in my backyard. I, I don't really know how she's able to get the holes started. I don't really get her process, but I, I am so amazed that a three-legged dog figured out a way to ruin my backyard. I couldn't even be mad. I couldn't even tell her to stop because I was the, the the ingenuity it took to get the hole started, I thought needed to be appreciated. Interesting story. I'm trying to like I'm trying to picture it happening and I, I... You know, maybe it's the back feed. I can't, I can't even come up with the answer. All right, maybe that's worth a video here on the show. Uh, okay, so baseball free agency started, and of course, not much is going to happen. Uh, people ask me this all the time. What? And somebody just asked me on social media too. Do I think there's going to be a lockout? Unfortunately, I do. I do think so. But I would say to be optimistic because I don't think that this is something that's going to last a long time. I still think we're going to have a nice free agency. It just may start a little bit later. There's some doom and gloomers who say that there's going to be a strike, lockout, the season's not going to start on time. I'm not getting that sense. I'm getting the sense of like three, four weeks of getting things worked out. January, we have a new deal. So don't fret just yet on baseball. I think we'll be okay. That'll do it for the show. Thank you to our friends over at LTN. Of course, uh, thank you to Danny on the graphics and Ryan as well. And of course, for uh, my producer, Brett Levy and co-host Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mish. Hope you enjoy Monday Night Football. I'll see you back here with George Perks tomorrow at noon. There are a lot of sports talk networks out there, but we're the one that gives you actionable insights on gaming. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.